0: Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Podmania podcast, a very special edition of the Podmania podcast, because today we have something very, very special for you, ladies and gentlemen. We have the master of the ups and downs, the man who answers the question, why? I slapped and I hit my microphone, but it's Simon Miller.
0: How are you, Simon? Oh, I'm great after that. Thank you very much. The master of the ups and downs. That's not usually what I get. Usually I get you gave that an up, you piece of so-and-so, you piece of crap. Alright, jeez, mate. It's just a man pointing up and saying up, it's all right. But no, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Uh Garth, Chris, hello. I probably should have given you some manner of introduction. Um hello. That's fine, I'm
2: used to it. <laughs>
1: How are you both today?
2: I'm fine. So much uni work, but other than that. <laughs>
1: Good, Fight. good, Mister Positivity. Um, <laughs> so yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Simon on the podcast, and before we start anything, Simon, I want to I want to give you a little bit of a, a double edged compliment, really, um, because What Culture was a massive reason that I got back into wrestling, um, and I remember there was videos in about 2016, um, sort of you know about wrestling, and they came up on my YouTube uh, chat, like feed and i was like oh, okay i'll i'll check out wrestling see if it's see if it's any cooler than when i stopped watching um basically i wanted to see is alberto del rio still relevant no brilliant i'll start watching again um but you know that was fine but then that also introduced me to bray wyatt now bray wyatt is my my bay basically he's my we absolute can do a podcast. bay and you introduced me to him through your channel, and now he's just—he's dead in the water, and it upsets me. So he doesn't—he doesn't exist anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't, and that upsets me. So thank you for introducing me back into wrestling, but also
0: how dare you introduce me to Bray Wyatt? <laughs> well, I like—I like to think I did you a service, really, because I taught you that wrestling is great, but also that it would always screw you over at some point. <laughs> so I—I—I I, I was just giving you a very true-to-life version of pro wrestling. So you're very welcome. <laughs> and I'm happy we can do that. And seriously, man, that's always cool to hear. Uh, a few people say that and you ne- you never really, you know, you never really think of it like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, not at all. Not at all. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, the way we're going to structure
1: this sort of interview, we don't want to do a formal interview. We'd like just to have a chat with Simon. Um, so what we're going to do is just going to have a little bit of a chat. And then we've got two brand new games to play with Simon. He is basically our guinea pig. To Sweet. try all these games on, uh, we've got one called Wrestle Gear Solid, which genuinely, I can't begin to describe how happy I was when I realised that I could name a game that. I was really proud of myself. Um, I don't <laughs> think Chris and Garth were as excited as I was. Um, and then literally, to to end the podcast, Simon, all we're going to do is we're going to ask you 10 quick-fire questions that you but you've got to answer as quickly as possible. Cool. I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. Ready to rock. Let's do this Garth. I know that you are a massive Miller Mark. Yeah. So
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll let you start off, buddy.
3: Um no, I mean it's it's just great to get them on. Um I mean I mean Millie you'll probably remember the the old uh, Ministry of Slam days. I certainly do, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a long time ago. And this is that's where I first heard your salty tones so uh, wow well, dude thank um, you for staying with me for so long dude I appreciate that as well that's when t- uh, I think I tweeted you the other day or the other week about uh, AJ Kirsch as well
0: <laughs> yeah I went to San Fran to meet him for the first time which was uh you know both, both weird and terrifying what has the internet done to the world but yeah no the Ministry of Slam I mean I, look don't get me wrong when I was doing the Ministry of Slam which was a radio show down in Bournemouth I never thought that we'd ever get to this point but hey-ho, you never know.
3: Just got to ride yeah, the wave. It's brilliant. And then obviously the video game stuff, which was just in and of that's itself, right. just
2: that's an explosion on you YouTube.
3: Yeah, I mean, the videos themselves were masterful.
0: <laughs> well, that's very kind as well. I mean, that I was actually talking to someone about that today because somehow it's almost been four years since we started doing that, which makes Jeez. me want to stab myself in the eye. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, all of it is... I've been very lucky. I mean, I work hard. I always say that, but I've been very lucky as well. Like, I've been able to basically run amok for most of my adult yeah. life and, and somehow get away with it. So long may that continue. <laughs> I think
3: of all the things that you've done and I, I know, like, obviously it was a dream of yours, but I think all the the people who followed you and the fans were so happy when you actually got into wrestling.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was... Um, I mean, it, it sounds so cliched and cheesy, but it's true. Like when... I mean, I, I knew I wanted to do it and obviously mm. before I made that debut, I was backstage. I was pretty nervous as I think most people would be. Yeah. But as soon as yeah, as soon as I got that reaction, and as soon as all the night, yeah, people said such lovely things, it was. It took me about five minutes to realise I got to keep doing it. <laughs> uh, then obviously we got injured, which is fine. <clears throat> you know these things happen. But uh, so I got man.
3: I was gonna say at least you got like a uh, really good um picture of just after you took that shot covered in blood.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I had no problem with that. that but, was um, yeah, I, I I thought to myself, you know, you 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 started in this later. Than other people. So I've just got to get through everything twice as quick. So I got busted open. I hurt my shoulder. All I gotta do now is win a title and that's it. I'm done. I can go home and never wrestle again. I will have completed everything I need to do.
3: <laughs> Hate work for Batista.
0: If it just, right, I'll become an actor as well. That'd be great. What a great career <laughs> art that is. What Marvel characters are
1: left for Simon Mill to play? That's I a mean, very good question. In in your ideal world,
0: what Marvel character would you play? Well, in my ideal world, I I'd play Batman, who's a DC guy, obviously. Like... <laughs> but that would that would be my main choice. But if I had to do, ba- if I had to do, I mean, I do like Marvel. Uh, who would I want to be? That's a very good point. I mean, ideally, if I could be the Hulk, that would be all right because he's <laughs> he, he's massive. He's definitely getting pushed. Vince McMahon definitely pushing the Hulk.
2: <laughs> it should be you should be Red Hulk, be the heel.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got the choice then as well. You see, nice easy hill term. So I Hulk, I put Hulk up there. Thor would be up there. I quite like Thor. And if I want to be, you know, super goody two shoe babe faith, I'd be Captain America as well. Am I? Right. I can see <laughs> you as Captain America, definitely. Um, I, I take as a compliment.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just <laughs> Captain back Britain is a thing in the Marvel universe.
1: That's true. That is true. So going back to that No Regrets Rumble then, Simon. Um, you know, you've just made your debut, and you know, you're just looking around. There's all these people like. I've always wondered about Rumbles. You hear people, you know, being interviewed about it and you say, like, you've got the basic things mapped out and then basically the rest, you just make up in the ring. Was that the case or did you know exactly what you were doing, who you were doing it to and when you were eliminating, you know, what sort of went on in Uh, in the lead up to this?
0: uh, Yeah, I I think they probably held my hand a little bit given the situation, which I did appreciate. Um, But no, I was basically told... You know, enter, enter at number 15, you know, right way, halfway through the rumble. And, you know, they, you, everyone's just going to run at you and you just close line the shit out of them. <laughs> nice and easy. You, you can't get that wrong. And then they said, then uh, we want you to hit, um Jack Sexsmith, lovely human being that he is with uh, your, your finisher. So you can establish that. And then that's over. And everyone knows what that is. You can chuck him out. I uh, know, oh it was a pin, wasn't it? Because it was a pin rumble as well. Yes. And then and this is the this is the best part of the story. And I, I know we don't like going inside baseball too much, but I don't mind talking about it because I like to shout him out as much as possible. They all said to me, then you just go to Doug. And I said, okay, well, what do I do when I go to Doug? Referring to Doug Williams. And they said, just go to Doug. And I was like, all right, that's a bit ominous, <laughs> but I'm <can't> gonna <laughs> do it. And, and, and I went I went over to Doug, and my word, I'd tell you, man, like I know, I know he's more of a sort of English stalwart than I think most people within wrestling know him, but why, you know, I mean this in a, in, a, in a complimentary way, why he wasn't bigger, I don't think I'll ever know, because he made it so effortless. And, you know, he, he just he just walked me through things so easily, and he, he calmed me right down. And, yeah, it was just, again, he, he just made it so easy. And uh, to me, he was, like, shouting, because it sounded so loud. But you watch it back, and you wouldn't even know he was saying a word. And I was like, man, you've got this down. Uh, and then, yeah, he just kind of walked me through it. He kind of fed me to some other people. And it was just a case of, you know, wait until you know, you, you see so-and-so come in, then you do this, and then... Yeah, it, it's, it's mapped out quite meticulously. But I guess that it has to be, because the, the biggest problem with any kind of rumble is everybody needs their spots. But also, when somebody else is having their time, you need to make yourself scarce. And it's kind of funny, like, when you... I, I watch... You know, I watch rumbles differently now after being told that. And you do see somebody who just go to the corner for 10 minutes and lay down. <laughs> like, they just won't do anything. I never really noticed that before, because naturally, your, your eye is trained to watch the people doing things but if you actually take a step back and you know kind of look where you're not meant to you do guys will just stop Mm. so yeah it was was quite meticulously planned but i mean i I think just because it was my first match i was probably nervous so overthinking it but i don't think it could have gone any any better than it did or at least not from my vantage point i mean my clothes my clothesline sucked but i'm all right with it (laughs) the people i was clotheslining i think deep down in my head i was like okay well we can either you know take out some of the The best prospects in British wrestling right now, or we cannot do that. And I was like, let's not do that just in case. So yeah, if if I could have hit in better clotheslines, I would have done. But hey ho, that's how we learn. That's how we get better. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's not JBL then. Wow, if it was JBL, I probably would have hit him harder. To be honest. Oh
2: damn. (laughs) Getting Miller. I, actually I wanted to ask you, how does training to be a wrestler affect how you view wrestling
0: now? Oh, oh absolutely massively. I mean, abs- I know I do the ups and downs and stuff, and I love the internet. I really, really do. But some people like to make up their own narratives. <laughs> uh, I mean, if, if you actually watch any of the ups and downs I do, it's very rare that I've ever said a match is crap, because that's just not who I am as a human being. Like, I, I know when a match is bad, but I don't feel like it's my prerogative to say that person is a shit wrestler because, (laughs) you know, I I, I think everyone should have their own opinion. I think everyone should be allowed to critique anything. I don't buy into this whole, oh, you've never done it so you can't have an opinion. That's nonsense. It is. However, I I do think that way a little bit. There is a small part of me that always went, well, I've never done it, so, you know, I'm sure it is really hard. And now that I actually have trained, you know, you you can double that. Something like a headlock takeover, which I never would have even looked out for in the past, I will now watch on Raw and Smackdown and be like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, they do it so smooth and you know it, of course it's a matter of rep- something like a headlock takeover it's more a matter of rep- repetition than skill but they do it so effortlessly and so easy that yeah i, I, I do see those things more and you know i, I still will call out you know I, I, but let me rephrase that when i want to talk about a match that is bad i would just i try and say it in the most you know positive way as, as i can because nobody goes out there to have a bad match i think that's that's the thing and You know, if other people want to sit around and go work with shit. okay, that's cool. But I don't I don't I don't want to do that because, A, again, not in my nature, but also B. Yeah. And I think when you do when you do 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 it, it does give you a a, a kind of a new respect for it. And it gives you a new perspective on it. And honestly, I see I see some people put other people in wrist locks. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you did that so easily. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it, it has changed it loads. But I think I think for the better. And if nothing else, when people tell me that I'm not allowed to have an opinion on wrestling, I go, well, I'll have, you know, I am. a wrestler. (laughs) I mean, a pretty shit wrestler, but I am a wrestler. So you can you can you can go away. So at least it's given me that retort. That just, that man. must be, like,
1: the best thing ever, just someone saying that, you know, oh, well, you're not part of the industry, and then you just sort of puffing up and going, well, actually, um, I think <laughs> you'll find I I have wrestled, and I've actually had my head split open with a chair. Have you done that? No, I didn't yeah, think
0: actually. so. Sit down. Exactly. And, so- and, then, and then give him a down and walk off, you know. <laughs> Hit,
3: here's here's a link to my Titantron.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I got and theme music. What have you got? Nothing. Can I just say <laughs> as well,
1: not just because you're on the podcast, but genuinely, when you debuted, um, it went up on YouTube like a couple of days later, I think. And honestly, I had that fucker in my head for three and a <laughs> half days. I was like, I can't get it. Just you going, why, here's why. And I was just, oh, I can't get it out of my head. It
0: just oh, sh- repetition. I mean, shout out to Defiant for that one. I mean, uh, they they the, I mean, it seems so obvious in hindsight, but I guess I didn't want to push it too much. They went, Miller, just put why, here's why at the beginning of your stupid entrance music. Like, oh. <laughs> well, it's even like calling so, you yeah. finish your finishing move
1: ups and downs. It it makes perfect well, sense. But genuinely, it fits the move it's brilliant it's really
0: that's that's what i mean i I kind of bought into the idea pretty early on there's no point why try and get other stuff over as they say if you know that's the kind of stuff that people know me for and so yeah when i thought about calling it the ups and downs i thought well just do a move where someone goes up and then you slam them down (laughs) that can't be too hard um but yeah i i think i'm not saying that i'll stick with it forever forever but i certainly will until it feels like it's run its course And maybe it never feels that way which would have been which would have been even better
3: it looks like um the Stone Cold Stunner's out out of uh, retirement now, so you could use that. <laughs> well you dude, actually,
0: you say that. I was talking to I was at a Defiant show on Saturday and I said to someone, look, man, if Kevin Owens can start hitting people with Stone Cold Stunner, why can't I start hitting people with a jackhammer? I mean, people <laughs> people want to see it anyway. So I have a I had a very serious discussion about potentially just finding out kind of coming up a way to tweak it. And I may I literally, spoiler, I may start doing it. Who gives a right, shit, I'm man? I, like, who do cares? It. Let's, just do, Let's
2: I, just do it. I just, I just want to see you do, like, a bird squash just for one match. Let's just, like, to end a feud of Luke King Sharp or something. Just boom.
0: Oh, dude, I, I, I pitch that everywhere I go. They go, Miller, what do you want to do? I'm like, I just beat everyone. Why
2: not that? Why <laughs> yeah. I just, I just win? How, just being Austin Aries, you have a belt collector now. Yeah.
0: I'll I, I tell you honestly, like... That's kind of my my new mini goal when it comes to wrestling. I don't have to win a world title. I just want to win a title, but not just because it's a cool thing to do. But you know, I want to be involved in a proper storyline and, and a proper feud with a proper payoff. I'm sure all wrestlers would say that. But that, you know, that is certainly the next thing I want to try and I want to try and get done.
1: Well, that was going to lead into my next question. Really, I mean, you know, you look at, you have achieved quite a lot in a very very small amount of time since your debut. But what does 2019 hold for Simon Miller? What What are you going to, you know, is there anything on the horizon that you can disclose? Or, you know, is there anything, you know, wrestling-wise that you want to do? You know, anyone you want to face, potentially? What are you looking at?
0: Well, there's something big going to happen in Defiant over the next few weeks. I, I, that's all I can say. I mean, if you, obviously, if you followed my story so far, I obviously got injured, uh, and I've been I've been out for it for a few months. That clearly has to come to an end at some point. <laughs> I saw, and, and, and and then I'll just trail off uh, <laughs> but, but yeah I mean I mean, right now that's what I want to do I, I, I felt like again the, the night before I got injured I faced Nathan Cruz and it wasn't a great match like you know I'm not saying anybody would watch that one my word the future of the industry has arrived but, <laughs> but for me it was the first time I felt like that was a fine match and I mean fine as in it was okay it was average but to me that was amazing it means I could go in there with a seasoned pro and pull it off for lack of a better term so you know that that that's my thing now i just want to be able to get my i think you do need to get your confidence back a little bit because that that kind of ties in with ring rust and and making sure your shoulders not going to hurt again so i just want to do everything like that get to the point where it's not a question of can simon do this it's a question, OK, Simon's OK and he's getting better. And then, it, like I say, yeah, start putting myself into fuse. Start being able to really have fun with it because I'm still at the point where I need to get experience, which I appreciate and I enjoy. So, yeah, I'm hoping just by the end of the year, I can just be, you know, while I'll always, always, always love the YouTube stuff and I always want to bring it in. Hopefully by the end of the year, it's less, oh, there's the YouTube guy that's a wrestler and it becomes, oh, there's the wrestler that's also on YouTube. Or there's a YouTuber yeah. that's also a wrestler. So that's my kind of mini goal right now, just to prove to people I'm not mucking around. It's not just something I think would be a, a laugh for a, for a few months. I, I just want to establish myself as much as possible. And then whatever comes is what comes of it. I know everyone says if you get into the into wrestling, you have to become – you have to aim to be WWE champion. Okay, great. That's not my goal. If it comes, <laughs> a lo- if it comes along, I'm not going to say no. But I'm much more of a enjoy everything as it comes – kind of a kind of a deal. Like, I didn't know I was going to be in that Rumble to like, what, six weeks before when I just got a phone call saying, Millie, want to be in the Rumble? I was like, yes, I, mean, I do. Right, um, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, that that's the thing. And if I can establish myself as a character and Defiant to the point they have a bit more confidence in me and a bit more trust in me and can start putting me in bigger and better feuds, that will be wonderful and I'll be a happy man.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you... you could... ever... Oh, sorry, Chris. I did sorry. cut you off before, mate. So, go on. I'll let you ask do your you ever... question.
2: <laughs> do you ever find it slightly harder to to progress and get to my next level when, like, Marx, who are already up to not like you, uh, say, us just putting you under a microscope and getting you on every tiny mistake you ever make? Like, does that make it harder to progress?
0: Uh, I guess it depends how you look at it. And the way I've always seen people like that that want to disparage what I'm trying to do is, as long as they're interested, I don't care. Like, they still must be interested because they seem to know mm. all the facts. So I'm like, that that's fine with me. It's like, again, the classic boring thing, but as long as I'm getting a reaction, I'm going to. Uh, assume I'm doing something. I'd much rather that than someone goes, I don't really care. And again, I'm talking in, like I say, stereotypical words, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So now that stuff doesn't bother me. If anything, but see, I don't do, I don't do wrestling for that. Like if, the reason I do wrestling is because when I decided to start training, I kind of sat down and I said to myself, I just, you know, I got this. this sounds far more dramatic than I mean it to be. I don't mean it to be. It's just, it's, this is more a statement of fact than a, mel- a melancholic one. I'd just been through some personal stuff. I kind of I felt like I was at a crossroads. So again, far less dramatic than that. And I thought to myself, well, what do I want to do? And I said, well, I don't want to get to 70 years old and look back and go, well, I, should have, I should have tried resting.' And I had tried a couple of times, but I'd never seen it through. So I thought, well, that's what I want to do. So at that point, it was already, I, I said, and I said as well, as long as I enjoy the training, I'm going to stick with it. You know, if something deep down in me was saying it's not for me, I wasn't going to force myself to do it because that's a big thing for me. I don't think you should ever do something to spite. I think you should always do something because you're passionate about it. But after a couple of months, I was enjoying it. And and so that's always been the reason I do it because I love it. And because I know as weird as it sounds, you know, when I am, when I am an old man, if I'm lucky enough to get that far, that I'll never look back and go, Oh, I should have done that. And that fuels me. It really does. That's why I get so passionate about things because it's something I want to make sure that I've crossed as That's why I love being busy. Like all my mates think I'm an asshole because I never see them. And it's because I'm always running around doing 101 things. And they're right. I am an asshole, but, um, and I, I i just i don't know it's just how my brain is wired so every time i get someone going oh the fucking youtuber i, I don't know if i'm glad to swear just
2: swore um <laughs> it's it's me certainly,
1: up. no it's certainly not the worst thing that has been said on this podcast we had to okay, bleep out an entire 10 minute section the other day because of chris
2: awesome 10
1: that, minutes that
0: works for me <laughs> um yes yeah, so anytime anyone says anything like that to me it just doesn't bother me i mean obviously on certain in certain moments it does like I think we talked about the clotheslines earlier, right? When I watched it back, I knew those clotheslines were bad. So when people tweeted me going, "Make those clotheslines a crap," that did get to me. But that's because I knew they were right. That doesn't make me want to stop. That just makes me go, "Oh man, they're you know that's a um, a weakness I knew that I had, and they they've highlighted it." But no, there's there's nothing I think any. But even if I got you know loads of people saying, oh, "I'm crap, you shouldn't do it," I don't care because I enjoy it. like every time my music hit and you get a little bit of a reaction and you're out there doing this ridiculous stuff it's just it it genuinely is one of the best things i've ever done so bring it on like bring it on as long as people care be it love or hate i'm not bothered it's um i take it as a compliment that they're interested in what i'm doing
1: i mean that that immense amount of positivity i mean we we spoke you know when you introduced yourself um about just how positive you were but it's it's it is refreshing to see someone so positive um because you know we're all guilty of it sometimes, especially with, you know, some, some certain areas, Raw, um, of WWE. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, it's difficult to remain positive. And, you know, when you've got people like Baron Corbin consistently in the main event, who perhaps is, you know, for lack of a better phrase, a boring person. You know, I enjoy him. I just, I've, I find him categorically a bo- I don't find him a bad wrestler. I, you know, similar to what you said earlier, Sam. I don't find him a bad wrestler. I don't find him. You know, a, I just find him boring. I just want him yeah. to go away, um, and leave my screen. But you know, it's it's all very well piling on that, but like you say, that that positivity is certainly you know is certainly something I think we all need at times. You know, myself included, because my positivity is shocking. Uh, for some people, um but anyway, <laughs> Garth, have you got anything else to ask? I know you've got a couple of questions.
3: I was just gonna say sort of obviously that yeah, you've got your your podcast where you sort of talk about the week to week sort of wrestling stuff um as a whole, I mean, do you think I mean we're in a massively sort of blessed period at the moment <laughs> where we've got so much amazing wrestling from every corner of the planet at the moment. Is there too much wrestling? <laughs> Because I think there is, I can't get, I can't manage to watch everything I want to watch. I would say there probably is.
0: Yeah. And I think that's just the nature of yeah social media and the Internet. And that's why I think you have to pick and choose what you what you watch these days, because you can wear yourself out on anything like I'm I'm very lucky to to do what I do. And I I, I say that over and over again because that's how I feel. But it does become, on some days, it can feel a bit like a job because that's just how brains work. Like, I was lucky enough to work in video games too. And sometimes you get in the last thing you wanted to do was play a video game because it was like, oh, geez, I've done that. You know, actually, most of my video game career, I didn't really play games, but I was still, I was still involved with them all the time, and your brain needs a mental, mental break from then. And I think that's what it kind of, I think it's the same when you're a fan of anything. So you need to kind of pick and choose. So while there is, there is too much. I think it's you have to kind of spin it in your head and be like, okay, well, I'll just dip in and dip out of what I want. Like I always get people saying, "Well, you should watch Impact; otherwise, you're not a proper wrestling fan." I was like, man, I'd love to watch Impact, but I can't. I can't. Like, there's just no. That you have to prioritize. That's so, the re- that, that's the realistic thing. So I, it's, it's one of those weird double-edged swords. Like, it's great that there is so much because you can find out what works for you and go out and and enjoy. It. But at the same time. If you try and watch all of it, you are just going to wear yourself out. Oh, yeah. It
2: you does wish- get like rid- it does get ridiculous sometimes. Like on one day, it's like, okay, so there's this new Japan show, but oh wait, there's a the new po- progress chapter out. But oh shit, it's also happens to be the same day as fucking NXT. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. damn. Oh my god, what's happening? It's just. Uh, I wish
3: I had this much wrestling in the mid two thousands.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. Then it would be. Then it would be fine. But I think I think it will. I think it will even out eventually. I do think you know the streaming service boom, as they say, is still kind of ongoing. So I, th- I think eventually it will calm down, and we'll see what AEW does. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 I think if you set out to try and watch everything, or buy into this ridiculous notion that if you don't watch X, you're not a wrestling fan, there's this idea that if you don't watch New Japan, you're not a wrestling fan. It's like, give me a break.
2: I think watch- that's, I've, I've seen that puffed up. I've seen like really niche stuff come up. It's like, where we don't watch, but I know a wrestling fan. It's like, really. I'm not watching every Champions Carnival match. I'm not a wrestling fan, according to some Facebook groups. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I I just think watch what you want. Like, even if someone says to me, I don't want to watch New Japan, I just want to watch WWE. Awesome. Genuinely awesome. Mm. Like, have have the best time with it. And, you know, if you ever want to, it's there for you. If you don't, you know, I I love WWE apologists. Good for you. Because you're, you know, you're trying to see the best in what they do. And I can respect that. Goth? Were you going to say something there? I was just. No? no. About-
1: no? no. So I think, it'd be, I
0: think it'd be rude
1: not to ask about basically the elephant in the room, Simon Millet. What the fuck is going on with Tamatonga?
0: <laughs> well, Tamatonga is an asshole who, <laughs> who thought it would be really funny to, to infiltrate what culture videos, ban us from the block party happening over WrestleMania weekend until. He got, so fed and sick. he got so fed up with us fighting back that he invited us. That's what's going on with. That's what's going on with Tama It's legit, man. Legit beef.
2: I'm generally scared you're going to turn up and you're going to get mugged by Farley.
0: Oh bring God. it, bring it, Farley. <laughs> you wanna you wanna walk into my my house? I will kick your ass.
1: And there you go, ladies uh, and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Simon Miller is calling out bad luck, Farley. <laughs> <laughs> and Tamatonga.
0: Most, I'll I, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I, I, I will leave it in the in the ether by now. But I promise, post WrestleMania, I'll come on and I'll fill you in on the amazing story between yeah. between the bullets and the me. But obviously, I hate them all and I want them to blow up. That's that's, clear <laughs> yeah. that's clearly what I want. Are
1: we going to have to
2: bleed that one?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's time we broke up the interview, though. I think it's time we played our first game, Simon. Are you ready? I'm always ready. So this is a little concept we came up with called Wrestle Gear Solid. Now, the idea is that we have got a wrestler in mind. I know, I'm so happy with that name. Genuinely, I can't tell you how happy I am.
2: He's been talking about it for two days.
1: I have. Uh, <laughs> so we've got a wrestler in mind. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you ten clues. After each clue, you can have a guess as to who this wrestler is. Famous wrestler, WWE uh, wrestler. All right. After right. It'll start hard, and then as we get towards the 10 question mark they will
0: progressively get easier are you ready simon i am but i already know i'm going to be bad at this just so just so a warning i will be bad at this don't worry because
1: <laughs> don't worry coming up with facts was actually really difficult for me because it was fine for garth and chris and then as soon as it came to me i was like shit um i don't know what to put so we'll see how this goes anyway so garth chris you ready ready good stuff right question uh, Sorry. Clue one. He debuted for the WWF in
0: 1988. No, no i
1: got nothing. Yes. No? Okay. Clue two. He's a former member of the NWO. Poor. Along with everybody else. <laughs> yeah, <just> say, <laughs> yeah. Along yeah. with every other American wrestler.
0: A member of the NWO? I mean, no, 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 no it's too, it's too, that's too, that's too, that's too, too late. No, I don't, no, I don't
1: know. Okay, are you giving up on that clue? Should we give you another one? Yeah, I one? am. Okay, clue three. He was a participant in the deadly games tournament at Survivor Series nineteen ninety eight.
0: That should be obvious. Then let me go. I was gonna, uh, but nineteen ninety eight, the big boss man. Yeah, correct. Why? Well, <laughs> <yes. laughs>
2: <laughs> come on, there we but, go. <laughs> my favourite one didn't come up. Why did you put my favourite one? Don't so worry, far? don't
1: worry. I'll go through the rest of the clues and see at what points I would definitely would have got it. So you got it on three. So well done. That puts I think you. I take that. That's a that's a very very good achievement. That that's impressive. I, would, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't. have I at the fucking clues. Um, so <laughs> it was a key part of the corporation. Was number four. Number five, he was finally inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2016 by legendary manager Slick. Um, this prob- probably should have been close to the start because this was quite tricky. He defeated Coco Beware at the inaugural SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> I had This is what I mean. I had to find really niche facts because you come up with all the decent ones. Um, he has a taste for pepper. That was Chris's one. Um, obviously, Al Snow's poor dog um And then basically, he once took a ride on a coffin.
0: Do you think you'd have got it eventually? I, yeah, yeah. I think I would have got it. I think I would have got it. I think I would have got it. But I, I'm proud. I'm proud of my achievement.
1: But congratulations, that is impressive. After three guesses, we're going to have to make these harder, boys. um Because clearly, it's far, far too. But we came up with a random like wrestler generator, and the first two were rick Flair and Stone Cold Steve Austin. We can't give him that. I was just going to say yeah. we can't give him them. um but yeah, before we go into our quick fire round, sort of to sort of to tie off the interview, um, Chris Garth, is there anything else you want to ask Simon? Uh, Chris Garth.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm fine going into the quick fire.
1: You fine going into the quick fire? Okay. Yes. Right. So basically, this is the first thing that comes into your head, Simon. Okay. We're going to give you ten questions, and we literally just want you to say the first thing that comes into your mind. Okay. All right. The quicker, the better. I'm looking forward to some of these responses. Okay, so yep. we'll start the clock because there will be music when we actually do this on the podcast. And it's been edited, oh, shit, so, actually start just, <laughs> just imagine for a moment that, just imagine, we're very professional. So just imagine for a moment that the countdown music is playing. Here we go. Favourite wrestler? Bret Hart. Least favourite wrestler?
0: Uh, it's a negative question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anyone. Hang on. I, 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 never, I never think. It, it, <laughs> yeah, talent. No, I can't say that. that that's horrible. Um, who, I, try to, I, I want to give a legit answer. Who do I genuinely, genuinely not. Who used to piss me off loads? Repo. I'll come back to you. Good good, 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 quick round, Miller. Really good. <laughs> uh, worst match? I can't think of anyone. Okay. <laughs> nope. Favorite match? Favorite match? Uh, WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart, Steve uh, Bret Hart, Steve Austin, which we've just reviewed, nice. absolutely amazing
1: match. Um, first match you remember watching?
0: Oh, at the worst possible time, Skype is screwing me over. Say again. Okay, screwing first...
2: <laughs> me over me as well.
0: First match you remember watching? The first match I remember watching would probably be Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart, IC Championship at SummerSlam. Great, Great match, fantastic match. Uh, best pay per view you've watched? WrestleMania 17. Worst pay per view you've watched?
3: <laughs> Crouch. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> uh,
1: best wrestling game of all time aside from No Mercy? Oh, WrestleMania
0: 2000. It's a good game. Yeah. I had that on Game Boy Color. It was
2: outstanding. I secretly,
0: <laughs> yeah, I secretly prefer WrestleMania 2000 to No Mercy, but don't tell anyone because they get so mad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Hot takes everywhere.
2: I liked Fire Pro.
0: Fire Pro was also very good.
1: And final, be, final best finishing move.
2: I mean,
0: probably the stunner, but I also always like to give a shout out to the F5 because I think the the the, 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 the sort of backlash against Brock Lesnar, people have forgotten how hard that move is to do. Like, it was what a hard move to do, and he does it so well. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I think it's cool as well because I think only a few people could do it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll shout out. I'll shout Bra- out.
3: Yeah. Brian Cage does it as a traditional move. Yes, <laughs> he does. Oh my but god! That, but, that,
0: but that kind of sums it up, right? Like Brian Cage, because you can only do it if you're like jacked. Yeah. It's not just something like you can just do. You've got to be like massive. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I will do that. I will, I will go. I'll go with my shout out for that. Also, worst wrestler, I go great. Carly. Which is horrible to great Carly, but let's face it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It, wasn't, it was. It was never going to work out very well. It's too big. Like it's a, a ridiculous thing to say, but he was like that. Was always going to be too much for someone that massive.
3: Yeah. I just imagine him versus Giant Gonzalez. Oh my God, that's selling. That it's my ideal match.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was between him and Giant Gonzalez when they picked into my <laughs> head. But I was like, I'll never ever pick John Gonzalez because he chloroformed The Undertaker at WrestleMania <laughs> 9. Everyone, everyone goes on how great the streak was. And they always go, he got he won by DQ after chloroform. Yeah. It's like you can't you can't be that excited about it. Big Kamala.
1: Yeah. Basically yeah, yeah, yeah. the streak starts at WrestleMania 17, doesn't it? Because that way you know. get to eradicate uh King Kong Bundy, Diesel, you know, all these wonderful giant Gonzalez, all these wonderful matches, you know. Jimmy, Flat- Jimmy Snooker, that was a terrible match as well. Um, but thank you for that, Simon. And I'm sorry that I made your head explode with our negative questioning.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I, mean, I just never thought about it. What a weird human I am. I've literally never even thought about it. Why? What, I, should, I should do that. Like You've you taught me a good lesson today. I will, I, will start, I will start thinking about these things a bit more.
2: If We're I can corrupting acti- influence.
1: Yes, absolutely. If I can actively encourage you to watch one terrible match in your life, it is the blindfold match from WrestleMania 7. It is. That's so weird. I was literally writing about that today.
2: Really? That's bizarre. (laughs) I actually really like that match. It is Uh, the worst (laughs)
0: match I've ever seen. I I like it in the sense that I appreciate the ingenuity, but what I can't believe, and this is literally what I was scripting today, I can't believe that everyone at wrestling or WWE watched that and went, I will do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Did it again like five
2: times. It's like, what are you doing? Other companies started doing it as well. Yeah. Like TNA did it and the bag fell off
0: i had to to remind myself i had to watch santino morella versus drew mcintyre in a blindfold match from smackdown i was like this is shit like it's just i, I know i'm going against everything i said earlier but they just you can't you got a blindfold on your head like even if you can see through those things you still have to pretend you can't see so it's just the same match i don't get it i think i, I think what was
1: so upsetting was the fact that it was you know It was Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Martel, two of notoriously the greatest workers that the WWF had at the time. And they basically said, how can we make this match better? Let's (laughs) impair their vision. I mean, how does that make any And the first, literally the first three minutes of the match is them two walking to opposite sides of the ring trying to find each other. And then there's this wonderful moment where they're kneeling in front of each other, not able to do anything because they can't see each other.
2: It sounds like the last time I was in garage. (laughs)
0: who who would who would sign up to it too if you take wrestling to be real who would go yeah i'm gonna put you both in a blindfold match yeah cool i'll sign on to that you'd be like no i don't want to do it that sounds like a terrible idea how to destroy kayfabe in three easy steps Um, i love it i I love i love breaking down wrestling on that it just cracks me when you break wrestling down, down like that forget the moves and how you have to have something none of it makes sense if you actually imagine a guy backstage being given matches, everyone you go, nope, 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 <laughs> nope. <laughs> do, you, do you want to be in a match where you could be set on fire? Well, no, actually, I don't.
3: <laughs> to be it, buried? It, no. Yeah, but exactly.
0: You... No. Like, do you want to be in a match? Do you want to be in a match where you can lose your title by not being pinned? No,
3: I don't. That sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. So I'm just not going to agree to it. Do you want to put your wife on a pole match? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to put your
2: mum on a pole? Yeah, or
3: Mum and put her
0: on a the pole. Then can you go get your medically prescribed Viagra? So like, well, I really don't want to do that, man. Like it took me a while to get. So I don't want to give it up. Wrestling's mental. That's why I love it.
1: I think possibly my favourite in, in that vein is when... Can everyone remember when John Cena had to go, was taken off TV for a while, after he was kayfabe stabbed?
2: Um, yeah. Like, Car- I wasn't, was I wasn't he, rushing at the time, but yeah.
1: Yeah, by Carlito's bodyguard. And the way they saw it, you know, not I, not I, through I, the I, courts. Bodyguard. Yeah, not through the courts, but via a wrestling match. It's like... How? How is this possible? You know, of all the people to put in an Inferno match, Bray Wyatt, who has more flammable hair than most of the <laughs> roster. It just, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. But it is hilarious. And it
0: has given me so many good memories over the years, which is why I will always give WWE the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Oh, yeah,
1: just before we go, I think it's quite nice because we asked Simon what his first match was that he remembers watching. Quickly, I'm going to go round... What's the match that you just you know? Not everyone likes, but you hold really near and dear to your heart. Simon, what about you?
0: Ah, uh, one that I really hold near and dear to my heart. I'm trying. Well, well. I mean, the match I always put on for non wrestling fans to watch is always John Cena versus CM Punk at Money in the Bank 2011. Just because I, I love it so much. Just because it it, it, it in in ten minutes. You can explain the story, and then you can put it on and get the reaction for Punk and get the sort of backlash against John Cena. And nine times out of ten, most people understand wrestling, so that always means a lot to me. Just because you know, I I do think the whole thing was great. You know, some people don't like it when you give answers that are sort of quite quite modern day wrestling. But I do. I always like to view wrestling as a way, as a conduit to get other people involved. And I think it does it so well. And it actually helps. It was only in 2011 because it still looks modern. Like when you go back to the 80s and especially sort of the the, the early 80s, it, it does still even WWE, whose production values were always superior to most, it still does look a little bit like smoky old, you know, mountain yeah. wrestling, and and so which I like. But a lot of people will be turned off by that. So I'd always, I would always say that. Otherwise. You know, Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania six. I always get WrestleMania days wrong. Is it seven? It's six, right? I always get it wrong. Six,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: That I mean, that is the first match I can remember being it's the first time I was like, Well, who's gonna win this? Cause you can't, you know, you can't have Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan lose, but the ultimate, he can't lose. And, you know, being genuinely confused. And that was the kind of the videotape I remember seeing in Blockbuster. That purple cover with Hulk Hogan looking right at the camera and ultimate with his arms in the air screaming. I was desperate to have that tape. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that every time I see that, I'm always, uh, I'm always transported back to being a little kid.
3: Yeah. Garth, what about you? Um, it's not a classic and it's... Uh... It's more about the sort of pageantry, but it's always Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Rude in the steel cage Summer 90. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the first pay-per-view I ever saw in the Ultimate Warrior, just as a sort of nine-year-old kid, just blew my mind. Yeah, he's... he's the most charismatic thing I've ever seen on television.
1: <laughs> even even after his pose down with Rick, uh, with Rick Rude, where they just literally yeah. posed off for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <was> yeah, just... <laughs> uh,
2: Chris, what about you? Um, so I've gone along the same thing with Simon. That Simon said about the Warrior and Hogan match. Um, for me, I'm a bit younger than everyone else in this current chat. You um, are a Vetus. <laughs> uh, so I, I started watching wrestling in 2007, and so in 2008, when I was a kid, Batista and Cena going at it at SummerSlam was just that Battle of the Titans for me. I just couldn't imagine a bigger match at that point. So I have to go with that, it's something that no one seems to like, but I just adore. Um,
1: Mine, like, on a pay-per-view that was just wall-to-wall absolute bonkers in WrestleMania 17, you know, one of the, if not the best pay-per-view WWF WWE have ever put on. My favourite match, the one I will always put on just to watch it for genuine carnage, is the hardcore match between Kane, um, Raven, and The Big Show. I mean, how can you not enjoy big show, throttling Raven as he's driving away in a golf cart.
2: <laughs> How can you not
1: love Raven being thrown through what is supposed to be a solid wall bag? It's, it's just balls-to-the-wall entertainment. Most of the match doesn't even happen in the arena. It just happens backstage. It's just it's great fun. It's the one that makes me go, this is fucking brilliant.
3: And this is why I love wrestling.
1: This is why I love wrestling, to watch mass men throw a tiny man through a window. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Damn right. Damn right. Yeah, I think that's a great way to end the podcast. Some positivity, uh, sort of rubbed off from Simon. But Simon Miller, thank you so much for coming on. We we can't express enough how grateful, how thankful we are that you've come on. Thank you.
0: No, honestly, guys, thank- I, I I genuinely mean it. Like so many, this always sounds like I'm making it up, but it's true. So many people have supported me throughout my life, and. Help me get to it. i always say now if people didn't watch my stuff i wouldn't have a job you're only as you know you're only as relevant and viable as your numbers which is a horrible way to look at it but it's true <laughs> so i'm always happy to sort of help out and give back in any way i can so i just appreciate you thinking enough of me to reach out and ask me to come on that's very kind of you
1: oh not at all thank you so much and you know we will definitely take you up on that offer to come back on and tell us all the lurid stories about your bullet club block party uh well
0: let's do it because I'm very again I'm I'm I have uh, the very cool Sort of job to go to WrestleMania this year, which is the stupidest <laughs> job in the world. So I, 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 will get up to plenty of shenanigans then, and I will come back on. And I will tell you about them all. I'll give you all the cd details of behind the scenes at WrestleMania and about seventy-two other events.
1: Oh, thank you Wonderful. so much. We'll pencil thank you in you so certainly. Um. So yeah, thank you so much. Simon. Do you want to plug your uh, channels and things quickly before before we sign off?
0: Absolutely. Up? Obviously, you can find me on What Culture Wrestling on YouTube. Also got my old my own channel, which is just a bunch of nonsense. You can find me there. Just search for the Miller Report on YouTube. Also Twitter, Instagram at Simon 316 um, 316 And I got new merch out. Actually, you can get new merch from me, which is SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. If you ever wanted a silhouette of me slapping your head, that is now <laughs> that is now a real thing. And amazingly, I only I only put them up today, and I've already sold a few, which cracked me up. Somebody's actually going to be walking around with me slapping my head on their chest. What world I live in, eh? What world I live in?
2: Oh. I didn't know I wanted that in tees. I was just
0: going to say <laughs> it's something you no, don't know you want. Nobody does. Nobody Wait does that, so, uh, yeah.
3: that flexicist one.
0: Oh yeah, that's coming as well. They're all they're all <laughs> in the pipeline, but you know, unfortunately, uh, getting merchandise may cost a fortune. Yeah, but... <laughs> so one at a time. One at a time. Um, Garth, where can they find you, my man?
3: I'm at Drummer Jackson on Twitter.
1: And Chris.
2: At Candy Chris, um, Candy Chris 97. And also, I think I'm writing some stuff. I'm only saying that afterwards so Rob won't insult my Twitter handle again. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. is
1: the worst Twitter handle. This is Please bullying, Please change Rob. it. Please change it. You
2: shouted at me for changing it.
1: <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. You can tune into the podcast on all the usual platforms iTunes, Podbean, Podcast, Add It. Check us out everywhere. Subscribe to the YouTube channel it's at Uh, Real Podmania always forget that Uh, Twitter at Podmania and Facebook but in the meantime thank you so much for listening to us thank you again to Simon Miller for coming on we really do appreciate it we can't say how much we do thank you so much and we'll talk to you guys again soon you've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast follow us on Twitter at Podmania Facebook at Podmania Podcasts and YouTube and Instagram at RealPodmania and check out the website podmania.co.uk Until next time wrestling
2: fans